Welcome to Enlightenment 101. I am Danielle G. I am an author, a teacher, and instructor. This show will explore, engage, and enlighten us on love, life, living, and everything in between. We will discover how to not just live, but be better and sustain a level of life that offers well-being for generations to come. Welcome to Enlightenment 101. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode four of Enlightenment 101. I am your host, Danielle G. And I just want to thank you so much for hanging out with me. I really, really appreciate it. This is episode four. This episode is titled Forgiveness. Woo! This is a tough topic. But we are here to be enlightened, and that means tackling it all. So we can not just be better human beings, but leave a legacy of enlightenment. So let's get into it. Forgiveness. What does it really mean? What does it really, really mean, forgiveness? We hear a lot about forgiveness and unforgiveness and how to go about it and all of that stuff. So let's unpack it apply it, and move forward. By definition, forgiveness means the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. The action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. He or she is quick to ask forgiveness when she has overstepped the line. He or she has overstepped the line. Let's examine that part right there. Quick to ask forgiveness. That in itself is a mouthful. Let's just let that part marinate for a minute. I'm going to do that a lot throughout this episode, so I may go at a slower pace, only because I believe that this is a topic that needs to seep in and uh, not just, just gloss over. So it said it is the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. He or she is quick to ask forgiveness when she has overstepped or he or she has overstepped the line. When I began to create this episode, I thought, do I call this show unforgiveness or forgiveness? And then I decided on forgiveness because that's where the power is. The power is in forgiveness, not unforgiveness. You remain powerless, less power in a state of unforgiveness. To be unforgiving is choosing to remain stuck. And remember, I don't know if you remember, uh, at the beginning of my first episode, we talked about this show, Enlightenment, being helping you to get unstuck as one of the pieces to becoming more enlightened. To be unforgiving is to choose to remain stuck. We can't be enlightened while being stuck. That that just doesn't correlate. It doesn't align. In episode two, we talked about the power of words and how some people have been carrying the weight of what someone said to them for years. That is a symptom of unforgiveness. When we carry that, 
So this is all about, you know, right now what we're doing, we are connecting the dots here. Uh, enlightenment is all about connecting the dots. So let's go forward and let's, like I said, let's examine it a little bit. Episode four, forgiveness. Let's dive into the definition, the action or process of being forgiven or forgiving. That in itself is a lot to unpack. When you go someplace on a trip and you have a suitcase full of things and you get to where you're going and you unpack it, how do you feel once you unpack it? Once you get to your destination, how do you feel once you unpack? I can tell you how I feel. How do you feel, Brian, when you go somewhere and you finally get there, you're carrying your backpack, your suitcases or what have you? How do you feel once you get there and you unpack? Relieved. Woo! Brian, let me tell you, we are here today. <laughs> that is the exact word that I wrote down. You feel relieved, settled, and ready to enjoy your destination. Let's Let's talk about that. That's what you're doing when you're carrying unforgiveness. You're carrying the weight of it all. You have to unpack it. You feel relieved and settled and ready to enjoy your destination. And that's what this journey of enlightenment is. That's how we look at unpacking the definition of forgiveness. It is enabling us to travel lighter, to settle into our best selves so we can experience our best lives. How are you going to experience being your best self? Because remember, from episode two or three, we are human beings. So how are we going to be our best selves, live our best lives, if we are carrying the baggage of unforgiveness? Uh, Erica Badu has a song called Bag Lady. And, you know, I can't do an episode without a little bit of tunes, right? That's kind of becoming my thing. <laughs> she has a song called Bag Lady. And she says, Bag Lady, you gonna miss your bus. Dragging all them bags. I probably screwed that up, but same thing. You're going to miss your destination, your place, where you're supposed to be going, living your best life if you're carrying all those bags of unforgiveness. In the first part of the definition, it says action. Action, that's A-C-T-I-O-N, action. Let's pause right there. That immediately tells us that action is required. Forgiveness requires action. In the words of a social media influencer that I follow sometimes, let that sizzle in your spirit. <laughs> That's his tagline. He always says, let that sizzle in your spirit. We must take action. It's not just going to happen. And that action is a decision that I am going to forgive this person or I am going to seek forgiveness from this person. It is an action. It is a decision. And when you don't decide, I want to pronounce that word, when you don't decide 
to forgive or ask forgiveness, you are also deciding to carry the baggage and the weight of unforgiveness. And every action will not be the same, but it has to be in a decision. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. There is no one size fit all approach. Like, I can't tell you that you have to do one, two, and three, A, B, C. It is very dependent on your situation. And only you know that, right? There is no one size fit all approach. So I want to just take that right off the table that, okay, what do I do? How do I do it? You have to first decide that you're going to forgive or you're going to seek forgiveness. Your action could be to write a letter that you never mail, that releases you. Remember, we go back to how do you feel once you unpack it? You feel relieved. You feel settled. You feel ready to enjoy your life. My action could be dedicating the time, resources, uh, therapy to first forgive myself. Everybody's on a journey and my actions may be different than yours. Honestly, there is a, a plethora of actions that can be taken. But what remains consistent is there must be action, a decision, a choice. Forgiveness just doesn't happen. It has to be followed by and followed up and followed through with action. I just want to really, really, this was really on my heart and my spirit because I think that I believe that we are carrying a lot of weight and baggage and, of unforgiveness. And it's showing up on the outside. Whatever you're carrying on the inside is going to show up somewhere, somehow on the outside. Whether you pick up habits to try to uh, fill those, those voids or those gaps or the, the feeling of, of carrying that weight. Whether you develop bad habits smoking, drinking, over-sexualizing, -sex whatever it is, it shows up on the outside. Whether you actually uh, literally pick up additional weight because you don't know how to forgive or you don't want to forgive or you're holding on it or you lose weight, whatever, it, it shows up. We, and I say we because we are all in this together. We have to decide to forgive or allow forgiveness depending on the situation because it says the action of being forgiven or forgiving. So that is from all angles. In episode three in The Power of Words, we talked about one of those power of words being able to say or phrases being able to say, I'm sorry, I apologize. Quick, go back to the definition, quick to apologize, quick to forgive or seek forgiveness. Some of us are holding on to that phrase, I'm sorry, holding on to the unforgiveness, thinking that you're hurting the other person. So at this point, I want you to ask yourself the question, do I need to forgive or be forgiven or both? Either way, it requires what? What does it require, Brian? Brian? <laughs> Sorry, my mic was muted. <laughs> what does it require, Brian? I missed it. You missed it? No. It's okay. <laughs> it requires action. For some of us, that means it's decision time. This weekend, 
I went to a funeral. Um, and it was a reminder of how sudden life on earth can be over. Who do you need to forgive? Who do you need to ask forgiveness? Life is short. It's not just a cliche. Life is short, but love is long. What do I mean by that? When my father passed away, and it's been uh, six years now, the love got deeper because I realized the gaps in my life due to his absence. You don't realize that while they're here. So the love deepens because now you understand the significance and the roles that they played in your life. Some of you need to forgive your mothers and your fathers and your siblings and your partners or your ex-partners. Who do you need to forgive or ask forgiveness? Don't wait. Tomorrow is not a guarantee. It's not guaranteed that you'll be here tomorrow. And some of you have been holding unforgiveness in your heart, in your spirit, for years, for decades even. And you haven't been living your best life. Let that go. Decide. The next part of the definition says the process. The process. Everything, there is a process. In love, in life, in forgiveness, in everything, there will be a process. So after you decide, after you take action, there is a process. Just like with grief, relationships, learning, it's all a process. Forgiveness doesn't happen overnight. Even after you start to unpack it and you take and you take that load off, you feel relief. But it still is a process. But you will feel immediate relief just from not carrying the baggage anymore. It, as I said, forgiveness itself doesn't happen over, overnight, but the decision can be made quickly. But will be followed by the process of forgiveness. There's a process. It's like deciding to eat better, exercise. You make the decision to eat better. Okay, I'm going to eat better. I'm not going to eat past 8.30. But it's going to be followed by the process of eating right, the process of exercising consistently, or as we said in episode two, practicing. It is a process. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden you don't feel the way you felt but you've decided that you're going to forgive and that takes the load off that allows you freedom to be your best self, to make decisions based on now what you feel in your heart now that you have not hardened your heart. You can skip it. That's an option too. You can decide to skip the process, but you're taking the long way home. You're taking the long way. I don't know what made me think of this, but recently someone very near to my heart experienced the process of forgiveness and shared it with me. So for that reason, I will only share the highlights to add to the context of what I mean by the process of forgiveness. In the message that was shared with me, they mentioned in their communications with the person they need to forgive that 
They're not even mad. I just want to be at peace. That's what was said. It said they communicated to the party that they were seeking to forgive. I'm not even mad anymore. I just want to be at peace. I'm paraphrasing because, as I said, the process allows you the opportunity to have peace. And peace is priceless. It's priceless. You can't buy it. You know, a lot of people have a lot of things. We all have a lot of things. Most of us have more than what we need. You go to our closet. I've been going shopping in my own closet for the last two years since we were in the pandemic and we were only wearing, what, leggings and and yoga pants. <laughs> we, we weren't dressing up and going anywhere. So I've really just been going shopping in my own closet and realized, oh my goodness, look at all the stuff that we have. But I tell you, there's nothing like having peace. I think I may have shared this in episode two or three that I didn't know I didn't have peace until I had peace. I was just going about my life thinking, okay, this is life. This is how it's supposed to be. But once I had real peace, I was like, wow, this is what it's like on this side of it. And peace is a byproduct when you decide to take action, number one, to forgive. Forgiveness offers you, me, us, peace. Peace of mind. Unforgiveness robs you of your peace. You cannot have peace while you're unforgiving. Just won't work. It's like light and dark can't coincide together. And in essence, robs you of your future, of what your what the plans are for you, your future opportunities, future relationships, because you're carrying that weight, so you're seeing everything through the lens of unforgiveness. And you haven't unpacked it. So it becomes baggage. You know how some people say, I I carry this baggage or I don't want any baggage or I have baggage. That's what they mean. I haven't forgiven him or her, whoever did so-and-so or such-and-such to me. I'm carrying that baggage. I remember probably sharing too much. I don't know if I'm going to keep this or not. (laughs) But I remember going out to this place and I had um, prayed for meeting someone that it was easy to to be with and um, that it wasn't heavy and that they were honest. And I remember meeting a guy and he said, being with me is heavy. And I was like, oh my God. That was like God speaking directly to me saying, you asked for to be with someone with easy. So I'm going to make this easy for you because he's going to tell you exactly. So in essence, what he was telling me is that I carry a lot of baggage. And I was like, nope, no, thank you. (laughs) Moving on. So if I had decided anything other than forgiveness during my own trial, both figuratively and literally, I wouldn't be here. Oh, let me say that again, because somebody needs to hear it. If I had decided anything other than forgiveness during my own trial, and I mean that figuratively and literally and historically, and the reason I add historically because it is now 
a part of my past, I would not be here. I mean that in the sense of being able to accomplish some of the things that I've accomplished. Earlier this summer, I was in Boston, Massachusetts at Harvard University, an Ivy League institution, teaching a dream come true. That can happen in the state of unforgiveness because I wouldn't be in a place of release. I wouldn't be carrying the ideas or being able, even having been able to create the opportunity. Forgiveness opens you up to new opportunities, new love, all that God has for you. God asks us and tells us to forgive because he has forgiven us. And again, if you don't believe in God or whatever you believe, that's okay. Everyone is welcome. This is Enlightenment 101. I'm speaking from my soul, my experience, and my heart. Enlightenment 101 can't happen without forgiveness. I cannot be enlightened and enlighten others if I myself is carrying the baggage and the weight of unforgiveness. I'd be bitter and cold, but instead you get the healed and healing version of me because of forgiveness. Say it with me, forgiveness. If you're listening out there, say it. Forgiveness. If you're in your car, say forgiveness. Unforgiveness hardens and hinders. Unforgiveness hardens and hinders. It hardens your heart and it hinders you from the process of progress. Forgiveness opens and helps us in all areas of our life. All areas. So I want you to be forgiving. Forgive yourself first for whatever reason. And again, only you know what that reason is. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for holding on to it. Forgive yourself for allowing your heart to be hardened. You deserve forgiveness too. Once you forgive yourself, forgive the other person. And you don't have to do that in person. You can do it in whatever way that lightens the load for you, whether it's a text message, whether it is in person, whether it's over coffee, whether it's a letter. People don't write letters anymore. I love letters. But do it for yourself, for your wholeness, for your progress, so that you will be open to receive the blessing that you pray for. You have to open up your hands and open up your heart in order to receive what you hope for. And much of it lies in your ability and your action and your decision to forgive. Let's talk about something, the health benefits of forgiveness, because I want you guys to be able to connect to what not just the, the spiritual benefits of it all is, but let's talk about the health and physical benefits of forgiveness. And this includes being able to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mean it. I'm sorry. Like I said in episode three. If you want to know more about that, listen to episode three, The Power of Words. According to studies including harvardhealth.edu, forgiveness is associated with lower levels of depression, anxiety, and hostility. 
reduced substance abuse, not to mention high blood pressure. I'm going to say that again. According to studies, including harvardhealth.edu, forgiveness, forgiveness is associated with lower levels of depression, anxiety, and hostility, reduced substance abuse, and not to mention high blood pressure. There's a whole audience of people that suffer from many of these things, if not all of them. And just to know, to me, that should be motivation alone. If I can lessen my depression or alleviate it, I'm I'm going to do it. Anxiety, hostility, reduced substance abuse. Just think of both the mental, physical, and spiritual aspects of forgiving for your own well-being. I was in the gym last night, which is a part of my well-being. And I li- when I listen to music, I kind of go into my own my own world. Like I do a little dancing, I sing. I really I'm really not paying attention to who's watching. You ever hear that quote that says dance like nobody's watching? That's kind of like who I am, even if I'm in a gym full of people. And this guy said to me, he said, "Are you going to be dancing today?" I said, um, I don't know. I didn't realize it was that obvious. He was like, oh, yeah, we we see you. And I'm like, oh, so I was immediately like, oh, man, I need to calm down. Like, I don't want to be people watching me. But that's just a part of my well-being. Dancing, singing, working out, that all contributes to me being well. I let go of the people that hurt me intentionally. Listen. There have been some people that have hurt you, knew what they were doing. And I know that's that's the reasons that some of us have held on to it is because, no, they intended to hurt me. They knew what they were doing. I understand. Forgive them anyway for your own well-being. Vengeance is the Lord's. We don't have to get back. We don't have to hold on to it. Forgiveness lowers your risk of heart attacks and improves your sleep. You hear about people all the time having sudden heart attacks and you're like, what happened? I didn't know that they had a problem. I'm not saying that that's what it was, but it's possible. What were they holding on to, some of them? And improved sleep. How many of us have lost sleep because we are holding on to unforgiveness? We're thinking about it. We're checking their social media. We're making it worse. Our blood pressure Going up because we're holding on to that unforgiveness. These benefits alone should be motivators for us because we're in this together to offer forgiveness or ask to be forgiven. Don't let your your ego ruin your blessings, freedom, and relationships. It's not always easy. I hear you. I know it's not always easy, but think about it. It's not for them. It's for you. It is for you and the betterment of your life. So I want to give you a few tips. I want to hear, I want to, I want to give you some tips to unlock your desires through the power of forgiveness. So the first thing it's three tips, three, three, maybe four. The first is, number one, acknowledge the pain that's been caused. 
whether it's on your side or the other side. What I mean by that is acknowledge the pain that either you have caused or the pain that has been caused to you. Acknowledge it. That's the first thing. Some of us don't want to acknowledge that we cause somebody else pain and they remain stuck. It's not up to you. It's not up to me. It's not up to us. We don't control that. But what you can do If you're focused on your own well-being and you are ready to go into the enlightenment of forgiveness, acknowledge the pain that's been caused, whether it's by you or to you. Number two, decide that you want to heal. Decide that you want to heal. Number three, do the work. That's what we call the process. Do the work. What do I mean by doing the work? Go to therapy if you haven't been to therapy. Prayer. Practice it. Breathing. Meditation. Filling your time with uh, hobbies or things that you enjoy. Figure out what you enjoy if you don't know. Do the work. Because as I said, once you decide to forgive, there is a process. That process is in doing the work. And number four, release. That is the deepening phase. That's the final step, is releasing it. Unforgiveness is like holding onto hot coal, expecting someone else to get burned. It's in your hands, right? (laughs) It's in your hands. So you're either going to get burned from holding onto it, or you're going to let it go and heal. I always like to leave you with a quote. And today's quote is, oh, that was my quote. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my quote. Unforgiveness is like holding on to hot coal, expecting someone else to get burned. So release, release yourself. Forgive. That is where the goodness, the enlightenment, everything is. Thank you all so much for listening to Enlightenment 101, Episode 4 with Danielle G. Forgiveness. Please rate if you like it and have been enlightened and share. And most of all, be enlightened. Thank you so much. Again, I've been getting some good positive feedback. Please, 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 if you like it, please rate it. And please uh, add comments on the platforms that you're able to. Google Um, Google, Apple, and Spotify or any other ones, please rate. Thank you so much.